Welcome everybody to the Safina Society, nothing but facts live stream. Okay. In which uh, we are here on a Tuesday, and you know what Tuesday means. It's the day of tafsir. We used to do tafsir first and sirah second because Quran and Sunnah, right? But now we actually do it where we actually do the Shama'il uh, and Sirah first. And the reason for that is that Monday was the day in which the Prophet was born. Okay. The 12th of Rabi' al-Awwal is the day the Prophet was born, made the Hijrah, arrived in Medina, and died. Okay. Maybe that's even you could say. Well, of course they don't say that it's all, any of it is Qatay absolutely fact. There are differences of opinions on the date of the Prophet's birth. There's some ikhtilafat on that. But just the fact that the conclusion ends up being that also shows that the Prophet's life is like aligns perfectly. Like Allah Ta'ala has aligned this. Okay. Let's get straight to the let's get straight to the tafsir. And we read here from Tafsir of Imam al Baqawi. Okay. We also have received this book. Al-Shifa Al-Qadi Ayyad Okay And we'll read some of it A little bit Every day And like what else What else is there to do As a Muslim The way that you Strengthen yourself Is you're in a Non-stop mode of reading And it doesn't have to be heavy And it doesn't have to be much But it has to be often Right I'll tell you that this, There's an amazing study That was done A guy wanted to do An examination And, and an experiment uh, studying the difference Studying if quantity yields quality Right So He he did the experiment In a photography class Because you can experiment on those people They're just No offense but you know They're photographers right <laughs> No one's going to die at the end If this thing goes bad Right So he experiments on photographers No offense to the artists out there in the world But And by the way I'm worried about photographers AI, the way that some of this AI, the stuff, the stuff that you pay for, right? The websites you pay for, the photos that they're coming out with, they, you cannot, there's not a photo. You can't really tell the difference at all. So if I'm a marketing guy and I need a picture of a boat on a beach and the boat needs to be black, right? With gold trim and it needs to have five sails. Why would I look for that anymore? You just type it in. And if it comes out different from what you want, you type in something different, right? It's amazing. Go to the, why, why don't you go to the, one of the free ones and, and test it out? That's just the free ones. Forget the ones that you actually pay for that are more amazing. Okay. And do a, do a honeybee for him. Okay. And, and it should be a photo generator, not an image generator. Because the image generator comes out like, um, like a graphic image. But then there's photo generators. Okay. Any event. So he gets these photographers, and he said he splits the class in two groups. And he said, you guys are going to be graded after two months on a specific project. Okay, The first group, all you need to do is produce for me 100 photographs. That's it. The other group, you need to, photo, you need to produce for me one quality. You're going to be graded on the quality, the lighting, the texture, texture being like 
you can tell that something's in front of something else, right? Like that. Okay. So the group that was focusing on the quality ended up just theorizing the whole time and then taking one picture. You're only allowed to take one, one picture based on their theory. And it turned out to be a mediocre picture. The group that was not told that they should worry about quality at all. They just take photo after photo after photo after photo. Well, guess what happened? With every iteration, they got a little bit better. They made mistakes. They got better. They made mistakes. They got better. And at the end result of that, that they had produced many, many pictures better than the single one picture, right? And that's what happens with things. And that's why with knowledge, uh, Facebook and Twitter has made people pretty good at debating. I can't tell you how much I've debated on Facebook and Twitter. I probably made mistakes, but then got burned and learned from them, right? Hit uh, an opponent that was rough and that was difficult, okay? And you got better from that. Now, I don't know what's going to happen now because I'm not, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not doing that. I'm just posting one well-thought-out essay or piece every week or two. So I don't know if, uh, if uh, I'm going to lose my debate skills or not. Maybe that's good because you, you become argumentative. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you this is that um since I since I've made this move, my mind is like clear, my schedule's clear, I don't have these interruptions, right? I can't tell you how crazy it is when you get an interruption. Like it's just like let me just check real quick, right? It's never real quick. It's like ages, okay? It's ages. One comment leads to another. At least, oh, I got a response, right? All right, why is everyone sending me Ebu Taimia? First of all, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. This is a public message, right? Sounds like he's leaving a message to a person. Can I put this publicly or not? Spread it good. Abu Taymiyyah, for your reference, is a Salafi brother who want, who was one of the people who went to Tariim, Yemen, to study with Habib Omar, and he ended up having a bad experience there and saying very bad things in a video, which it does seem odd, but it's not what he thinks it is. Just the fact that you work with a jinn, because there was a woman there who, who knows a Muslim jinn. That Muslim jinn was not doing anything for her benefit. That Muslim jinn helps people find lost stuff from the bad jinn. Okay? Lost things and peop- ba- bad jinn do mischief. Good jinn help against the mischief. That is halal, actually. Every jinn doctor does that. Okay? We're not getting into this as... You know, I, I have nothing to do with jinn. I don't work with them. I don't do anything. But I deal with a lot of people who do know, how, know this world. And they taught me what that world is, right? So there is a misuse of jinn, but there is the proper use of jinn. What is the improper use of jinn that's, that we see from some shiuch? It is simply that they will miss, they will use a Muslim jinn who will do sinful things, such as whisper in the ear, love the sheikh, become obsessed with the sheikh. 
And then all of a sudden you see this regular person. All of a sudden he's obsessed with this Sufi Sheikh. Right? Or that Muslim jinn, he's sinful, right? He will make some fake karamat. Appearances of karamat. That will just dazzle the people. And they use a book. It's like not, it's not that bizarre. There's like this one book that they all use. I'm not going to mention its name so no one goes download it. But let's read Abu Taymiyyah's response here. I just want you to get this message to whoever it may concern, you know. Uh, I just basically wanted to apologize for something. I wanted to apologize for how I dealt with Habib Umar when I first left Dar Mustafa. Um, you know, even though you know I disagree with many things uh, that you brothers may do, that even may, the Sheikh may hold as a belief, right? Um, however, I just don't think it was right. Someone who actually I took knowledge from to have dealt with in the manner that I did. Remember when I used to write up these Facebook posts and it was very disrespectful, right? Even if I did disagree or if I did come across that which is different, I should have maybe dealt with it in a better manner, right? Uh, I hope, inshallah ta'ala, you can convey this message. I'll make it very clear. Even though there are differences and disagreements and whatever have you, but I don't think that ta'amun was actually right at all. So please convey that to him, inshallah ta'ala. And the rest of the brothers that I may have been disrespectful to, this is back in 2012, I believe, or 2011. All right, so again, for the record, this was a public statement, not a private, you know, voice message that was leaked or something like that. That would be not allowed for us to to do that or to publish that. So there it goes, a man who is admitting to a mistake. And um, that's it. What can you do except respect a, a brother who does that, right? That's all we can say about that, is that you have to hold such a person in, in, in respect, with respect, and uh, that's it. What else are we going to say? Uh, nothing for, but admiration for that. And I would do the same thing for those who, if I ever insulted somebody who was a Wahhabi or Salafi, of course, they may not like to be called Wahhabis in the first place, but you know, insulting somebody is not going to make much benefit. Anyway, here we go. So, good job. Thank you for the brothers who sent me this clip. Um, okay. So, Akbarana, Abu Uthman, Akbarana, Abu Muhammad, Al Jurahi, Akbarana, Abu Abbas. All the way down to Sayyidina Ibn Abbas, Kala, Ba'athan Nabiu, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abdullah ibn Rawahata. Let me tell you something about Ibn. They will not, they will drop the Alif. When it's between father and son, they will just put bat noon, but you do pronounce the ibn. They drop it. Alif, bat noon, right? But when it's between father and son, for tasheed, for ease, they put alif. And some had said the Arabs just didn't like the idea of a wall be- being between father and son because it's one chain of lineage. Keep it like that. So you do pronounce it. So it says Abdullah bin Rawaha, but you pronounce it. 
بعث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عبد الله ابن رواحة and رواحة of course is prohibited from sarf so we'll not get kasra we'll get a fatha there are six categories of words that do not receive that and this is one of them okay and one of that is the name that ends with a tamarbuta Muawiyah Fatima Aisha right Rawaha fi sariyatin what is a sariyah is when sahaba were sent on a potential battle okay when there is a potential battle but the prophet doesn't go it's called a sariyah the prophet goes it's called a ghazwa okay and ghazwa is whether or not there's fighting there may not be fighting but still called a ghazwa okay for example which one didn't have what is one ghazwa that didn't have any fighting in it tabuk right he sent them off right this happened to be on a Friday And that's what we're studying in Tafsir Surah Al-Jum'ah okay. They said One of them said I'll pray with the Prophet Then I'll catch up with them فَلَمَّا صَلَّ مَعَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ سَمْ رَأَهُ the Prophet saw him after Jumu'ah. Why didn't you go with your companions? I want to pray with you, then reach up with them. If you give everything in the earth, okay, you would not catch up with the reward that they got. Now, why is that? couple reasons for this reason number one the command of the prophet and the command of allah are the same legally the legal level of allah's command and the prophet's command is one and the same the specific overrides the general so the generally we are commanded to attain drama right but the prophet gave him a specific commandment to go out with that battle so which one is greater? The specific command the Prophet you gave or the general command of the Qur'an? No, the specific. Khas always overrides am. In every usul, in every logic, khas always overrides am. Specific always overrides general. Okay? So that's, no, that's one thing. Okay? So you obey the Prophet wasallam over anything else. Just like one of the Sahaba was once praying Nafl in the Masjid, Tahiyat al Masjid, and the Prophet called his name, but he continued Salah. Then the Prophet said, Why did you not answer me when I called you to what gives you life? He said, I was praying. Right? So, but the Prophet, when he calls you, even if you're praying Nafl, the ulama then took that and they divided it up on possibilities. They said, Either you. Salam out and go answer the Prophet Because the fard overrides the nafl If your messenger He has more haq over you Than your own personal ibadah Others And of course this is all academic Because the Prophet is not with us anymore So will not uh, be calling anybody But listen to this They said you do not salam out You go Answer the Prophet Do nothing other than speaking to the Prophet 
and doing what he told you to do, no matter what it is or how long it takes, then you go right back to your prayer spot and continue as if nothing happened. SubhanAllah. Why? Because addressing the messenger does not break the salah. You can address, you, is salah you're allowed to address Allah and his messenger. Assalamu alayka ayyuhun nabi wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You are not allowed to address anything else. If someone next to you sneezes, you cannot say, Allah. You can say, Allahumma arhamhu. That's it. Right? Oh Allah, have mercy upon me. You cannot say, may Allah have mercy on you. You're addressing someone outside the salah. You invalidate your salah if you speak with that. But you can speak addressing the messenger. In the, in the salam, you can say, Assalamu alayka ayyuhun nabi. So by that, the ulama took that you will just go answer the Prophet no salaming out, you are still in salah. How amazing is that of a fatwa? Of course, not even a fatwa. It's a, you know, uh, um, what would you call it even? Because there's no amal upon it today. But fa'idayani. Or nadhari, it's like a theory about, about that. Okay, or an opinion, we can call it. وَرُوِيَ It is narrated that Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu سَمِعَ رَجُلًا عَلَيْهِ هَيْئَةَ السَّفَرِ He saw a man ready to travel. لَوْلَا أَنَّ الْيَوْمِ يَوْمِ الْجُمْعَةِ لَخَرَجْتِ He says, if, today, if too bad is, is Friday, I would have left. Or if it was not Friday, I would have left. Umar said, أُخْرُجْ فَإِنَّ الْجُمْعَةِ لَا تَحْبِسُ أَحَدًا عَنِ السَّفَرِ Go. Jum'ah does not stop you from traveling. The only time, when, is, when does Jum'ah stop you from traveling? Is when the imam has gotten on the mimbar and the mu'adhan has called the adhan. At that point, all trade and safar is, now you are bound to pray Jum'ah. Okay? And it's makruh to go soon at that time. So, for example, it's half hour before Jum'ah. And I can wait. I could possibly wait. Then uh, it's makru. That's it. To leave knowing that you're going to miss Jum'ah. And it's, the karahia is completely gone if you know for sure that you can catch Jum'ah in the next city. Right? What's an example of that? Like, uh, I don't have to travel to California Friday morning. But I could travel to California. I'm going to be there before the for there anyway. That's an example. Or traveling just an hour. Traveler's distance. 90-minute drive. Right? There's an hour and a half to Jum'ah. I don't have to. I can go today or tomorrow. Okay? But I'll, if I go, I catch Jum'ah there anyway. Now the karahi is gone. Okay? But if I was, I'm, there's nothing invalid or forbidden for me at that point. Okay? وَقَدْ وَرَدَ أَخْبَارٌ فِي السُنَنِ Many narrations have come in the Sunan about Friday and its virtues. Okay. And we go down from a long chain of transmission down to Abi Huraira or up to Abi Huraira. أَنَّهُ قَالَ خَرَجَتُ إِلَى الطُّورِ فَلَقِيتُ كَعَبِ الْأَحْبَارِ فَجَلَسْتُ مَعْهُ فَحَدَّثَنِ عَنِ التَّوْرَةِ That Abu Huraira said that he went out to the mountain. Turi Sayna. At-Tur. If that's what's meant by the Tur. And he said, I went to, and I saw there, Ka'b al-Ahbar. Ka'b al-Ahbar was a Jewish rabbi and mystic, really. He was into the unseen and Mukashafat, and he was a, a rabbi of the Jews. 
and he believed in the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And he was in Yemen. He traveled up from Yemen, but he missed the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So he's not a Sahabi. He's a Tabi. There's a wisdom in that because all of what he says of the Ajaib of Bani Israel would become for us narrations. But because he didn't meet the Prophet sallallahu it's one level down. There are two people who are extremely unique. Okay? Ahbar, take the, the, the K off there. Um, extremely unique. Kaab al-Ahbar and Wais al-Qarni. Wais al-Qarni is also, I remember the Habayib teaching about him, saying that he did not reach the level of suhba because if he had, then his way of living would become sunnah for us. And he didn't live with the way that the normal Sahaba lived. He didn't have a home. He didn't marry. He traveled the earth. He tra- he was like those those ascetics. Later on, you have Ibrahim ibn Adham is like that. So it shows the permissibility, but not the sunnah. It's not the sunnah. But it's permissible to live like that. Okay. So he spoke to him about the Torah. And I spoke to him, says Abu Hurairah, about the Prophet, because uh, uh, he missed the Prophet. Ka'ab al-Ahbar didn't meet the Prophet. One of the things I told him is that I told the, that the Prophet said, The best day upon which the sun has risen is, is Friday. Adam was created. And he, in that day, he came down. It was a Friday. And on that Friday, his tawbah was accepted. He died on that day. And on a Friday, Yom Al-Qiyamah will occur. So when we see that Adam was created on Friday and died on a Friday and came down on a Friday. These are the three big events in Adam's time. And then we see that the Prophet Muhammad said, what we just said earlier, born out of the Al-Awwal, 12th of the Rabi'ah al died on that day and made hijrah on the 12th of the Rabi'ah al all on the same. You see the pattern of how Allah treats his prophets? The major events in them happens on the same day. Here he doesn't mention a date because there were no there was no month keeping at the time, right? So it just mentions the day, Friday. Okay. So it shows there's a parallel here. And that's there's a lot of that in the Shifa of Qadiyyad. How the how does Shifa of Qadiyyad show Reflect the Prophet by seeing what happened to the Prophet and what happened to another Prophet. Right? In the same way. So when Allah spoke to Musa and Allah spoke to the Prophet, let's compare the two. Right? In one where, for example, he's going to say that when Allah spoke to Musa, he told Musa, remove your sandals out of humility to speak to Allah. Okay? Because out of humility with the location you're in. And then he's going to show the narration that when the Prophet was in the Mi'raj speaking to Allah in paradise, right? Or, or, or in this, in, above the seven heavens, he, the Prophet himself, volunteered to remove his sandals. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you don't have to. You don't have to do this. And that's a, a weaker athar, right? But we have a more clear one. Sayyidina Musa asked for, Rabbi shrahli sadri. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala initiated Alam nashrah laka sadra Without the Prophet asking That's what she, he does in Shifa al-Qadiyad all the time And that's what we just saw here Adam alayhi salam created on a Friday Came to earth on a Friday And received revela- uh, 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 and died on a Friday Here we have the Prophet sallallahu alayhi salam 
arrived, uh, born 12th Rabi' al-Awwal, Hijra 12th Rabi' al-Awwal, arriving at Medina, and died on the 12th Rabi' al-Awwal. So it shouldn't surprise us that. It's clearly how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is treating the creation, or his prophets. وَمَا مِنْ دَابَةٍ إِلَّا وَهِيَا مُصِيخَةٌ يَوْمَ الْجُمُعَةِ مِنْ حِينَ تُصْبِحُ وَحِينَ تَطْلُعُ الشَّمْسُ شَفَقًا مِنَ السَّاعَةِ إِلَّا الْجِنُّ وَالْإِنسِ He said then there's no creation when the sun comes up on a Friday except that it's worried that it could be Yom Al-Jum'ah except for humans and jinn because they're heedless, right? They're afraid of Yom Al-Qiyamah occurring which is trumpet is blown into eliminates all life on this earth. وَفِيهِ سَاعَةٌ لَا يُصَادِفُهَا عَبْدٌ مُسْلِمٌ وَهُوْ يُصَلِّي يَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ شَيْئًا إِلَّا أَعْطَاهُ إِيَّهُ And there is a time on Yom Al-Jum'ah in which no Abd Muslim calls upon Allah okay, prayerfully, humbly يُصَلِّي يَسْأَلُ اللَّهَ Meaning he's humble in his dua to Allah for something except Allah gives it to him. Okay, Here's something that is important on Jum'ah. If you ever see someone uh, talking on Jummah, and then when he says something, that thing happens right in front of him. Stop and make du'a because that may be Sa'atali Jab. We have to say maybe. We can't absolutely say it's human Jummah. So, for example, let's say we're talking on the phone and we're talking about, uh, or we're, let's, say, let's say two of us are talking, we're talking about one of our old friends, let's say Ryan. He used to be our guy back there, right? Let's say we're all talking about Ryan chit-chatting and it's Friday. And then, lo and behold, he calls. Stop and make dua at that time. It may be Sa'at al-Ijabi. Even though you didn't say it as a dua, but you were, your hal was, was in loving him, right? Or liking him. Or wanting to be with him. Or remembering him. So it's like a dua in that respect, Right? Your sentiment is being answered, right? So a person should stop and make dua if that happens to them on a Friday. If you see that happening, stop and make dua because it may be Sa'at al Okay. Same thing happens Wednesday between Dhuhr and Asr. Okay. I remember one time a child, a child, was kept hoping for a package to come to them in the mail, right? And everyone said, no, it's not the time. It's going to take another day. Okay. And it came, right? So uh, you never know. It could be Sa'at al-Ijab. So Sa'at al-Ijab is not just known by the form of a du'a, but by the state of du'a. The hat. You're, you're yearning for something, desiring for something. Okay. So the humans and the jinn, because they have a ghafla, they don't think about the day of judgment. And this is not good for them because if you're heedless, you're heedless about Sa'at al-Ijab too. So don't be heedless of either. Of course, we know, though, that the debt judgment will not come yet. We have qat'i knowledge of that. Because we know that Sayyidina Isa has to come first. Okay. Sayyidina uh, Isa must come, the Dajjal must come, and all that must happen first. All right. Qala Ka'b. Ka'b al-Ahbar, the former Jewish rabbi and mystic that became a, sah- uh, a Muslim. Never met the Prophet, though. He says, ذَلِكَ kullu." He said, every year there's one such Friday? So he never heard of this before. They did not have this gift in the Bani Israel. He 
every year you get this? Abu Huraira says, no, every, every week, every Friday. So he recited from the Torah and he said, the Messenger of Allah has said the truth. Then I saw the Jewish rabbi who converted in the life of the Prophet in Medina named Abdullah bin Salam. Okay. He came to the same gathering. Okay. And I told him about Jum'ah too. Qala Abdullah bin Salam qad alimtu ayat as-sa'ati hiya. Hiya, hiya. Okay. Akhir sa'a fi yawm al-Jum'ah. He says, I know when that hour is. It is the last hour of Jum'ah. Okay. It's the last hour of Jum'ah, meaning as the sun is setting, before Maghrib. That's why Qubayl al-Maghrib is a time for Athkar every day, if you can. Qubayl al-Maghrib is a time for Athkar al-Layl, about 30 minutes, 25 minutes before Maghrib. You sit for, the, let's say 20 minutes, okay? 20 minutes. Because if you do something regularly, it's got to be short. If you do something once in a while, it can be longer. If you do something once in your life, it can be really extreme. Like Hajj. You do it once in your life, so... It's not meant to be practical. No one goes to Hajj and says, oh, it's not sustainable, <laughs> right? It doesn't have to be sustainable, right? That's why Allah says, ayyaman ma'tudat, just a few days. Ramadan, last 10 nights, everything is opposite. Everything is flipped. No one says it's sustainable and it doesn't have to be sustainable. If you want something sustainable, it's got to be easy. Ease and sustainability have to go together, right? Once... Uh, 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 something does not have to be consistent Then sustain. Then you don't need sustainability Okay Alright so next he says What does Kaab says Qala, qad alimtu. I knew that And it's the last hour before Jummah How could that be Because the Prophet said No Muslim Matches that time While praying in it so how could it be the hour before Maghrib? There's no Salah there. You already prayed Asr. So there's no Nafilah there. So, so Abdul, uh, Abu Huraira took that meaning Salah, actual Salah. Okay. So what is the Prophet's answer? Uh, what is Abdullah bin Salam's answer? He says, Alam yaqul, Notice here. Alam yaqul, Because Alam Yajzim al-fi'l al-mudara So we don't, we don't say Alam yaqul, We say Alam yaqul. The, the jazm of a word with harf al-illa is to drop harf al-illa. Alam yaqul Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Man jalasa majlisan yantadiru salata fahuwa fi salah Whoever sits in a majlis waiting for salah is in salah. What does that mean? That means the word salah is expansive, right? It's not just what is between Allahu Akbar and assalamu alaykum. Right? So salah, when the Prophet meant salah here, it means that um, in a state of ibadah. Okay. In a state of ibadah. Abu Huraira says, Bala. Right? So Abdullah bin Salam says, Fahuwadak. That's what it means. It means that the sitting before Maghrib, waiting for Maghrib. This is such a great practice, and it's the way of, that they do things in Tarim. It's the way that they do things in anywhere where they're, they're 
the, the habits connected to spirituality are advanced. They arrive for Maghrib, whether it's in your home or in the masjid, about 20 minutes in advance, right? 20, 25, give yourself a cushion like that and sit for dhikr and dua, right? And sakina, and then you pray Maghrib right away. The Maghrib prayer itself is very short. You only pray with the surah, the length of which from duha downwards. The length of which. So it could be from any surah, but the length should just be that. The similar length from duha downwards. And Malik preferred that a person recite from a whole surah, cover, beginning to end, but it's still permitted to recite a portion of a surah. Okay. And the sunan after Maghrib is... Nafl. Okay. In the Hanafi, though, Hanafi school, though it is Sunnah Mu'akkadah. Two Sunnah Mu'akkadah. Right, uh, Omar? Okay. Sunnah Mu'akkadah, whereas... Huh? There's two opinions. Yeah. But for the Malikiyah, the Rawatib surrounding Maghrib, Asr, before Asr, before and after Dhuhr, and there's nothing after Aisha, these three Rawatib, it's just Nafl in general. Waiting for the imam Or something like that okay, It's not sunnah mu'akkadah that, that if you leave it off Then you're blameworthy It's not like that Sunnah Next narration Akhbarana Abu Mus'ab An Malik, an Nafi' an Abdullah ibn Umar Anna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qala idha jaa ahadukum al-jum'ah Faliyaghtasil If one of you comes to Jum'ah So you should take Should be crisp you should be clean. You should take a ghusl. When do you renew the ghusl? You renew the ghusl if you got sweaty or dirty. You renew the ghusl. There is a illah for this ghusl. The illah of this ghusl is to be clean. Okay? So that means that you would, you would repeat the ghusl if you got sweaty. Let's say you went to work and work took different turns and you ended up being uh, very dirty. Okay, you take a ghusl again because the illah for that is cleanliness. Yo, Omar, when you get a second, put what Imam Malik said to recite in the out loud prayers. Because Malik preferred a whole surah be recited, he was not in favor of a portion of a surah being recited. Next hadith is from Salman al Farisi. He said that the Prophet said, La ikhtasilu rajulun. يَوْمَ الْجُمُعَةِ وَيَتَطَهَّرُ مَسْتَطَاعَ مِنْ طُهْرٍ وَيُدْهِنُ مِنْ دُهْنِهِ أَوْ يَمُسَّ مِنْ طِيبٍ مِنْ طِيبِ بَيْتِهِ ثُمَّ يَخْرُجُ فَلَا يُفَرَّقُ بَيْنَ ثْنَيْنِ And he doesn't ثُمَّ يُصَلِّ مَا كَتَبَ لَهِ مَا كُتِبَ لَهِ ثُمَّ يَنْصِتُ إِذَا تَكَلَّمَ الْإِمَامُ so how do we get purification for Jum'ah? You get purified for Jum'ah. From sin, all the sins of the week, if you do the following. You take a ghusl. You put your best clothes on. You put... You take a shower, he says. Didn't say put the best clothes on. Take, take a shower. Purify yourself. 
okay, as much as you can, which means what? Removing the armpits hairs, the pubic hairs, and clipping your nails, okay? And trimming your mustache. The, the fitra, things that they're called the fitra, cleanliness of the fitra. And then put some tlib on, okay? It's also in another narration, he puts good clothes on, okay? And that's even from the Quran, um, for every salah or attendance to the mosque take your best clothes Okay. then he goes to the masjid he does not speak any speech that divides between two people he prays sunnas uh, before the jummah then he listens to the khutbah all his sins from this Friday to the previous Friday will be forgiven I wish one day, uh, could you imagine a master one time that had a, a dress code? No p- PJs or sweatpants to Jama. Like imagine that you did an announcement every week for like three months. Starting January, you do this in, in September, October, November, December, four months. Starting January, you will not be allowed in if you're dressed like a scrub. If you're coming in your PJs, in the summertime people do, in the winter, they come in PJs. Flannel pants, or they come in in sweatpants. Okay, you will be given an izar to wear. Okay, like the Malaysians, the Indonesians, if you go to their mosque and you're wearing shorts, they give you or tight pants, they give you an izar to wear around your waist. And if it's a woman, they give her a hijab. Okay, you will either be given that to wear or you will be. Excused. We're, a non-profit organization is not a, can be, can close its doors to whomever it wants. That's the beauty of it. Just like a restaurant. I can kick out whoever I want from my restaurant. By sharia, you can do it. If someone is harming the jama'ah and you're coming looking like a scrub, you're harming the jama'ah because you're bringing the morale down, right? You're like, oh, this is not an important event, right? You're leaning against the walls, we got security guards. We put them there, or we put spikes. Okay, <laughs> like birds. We take we take bird spikes and we put them there. Okay, and put them there. We put bird spikes around all the walls. No leaning on walls, right? And we have ushers move you up. Everyone move up. Move up. F- face forward. Okay. That's how Jumma should run. Because when people physically respect the space, it's going to create a culture that is amazing. Yes, you may upset one or two people. Who cares? They're not caring in the first place. They don't care in the first place. Why should I care about your feelings? You don't care about mine. Right? You don't care about my feelings. You're just sitting there like this. Right? Sideways. The, the, the message is this way. This guy's sitting this way. Like this. Right? With his head back. Okay? One time... A guy had his hat down. Okay. So I said, oh, brothers, uh, he fell asleep. Wake him up. Right. Poor guy fell asleep. I tried to be like nice about it. Okay. Or, oh, get another one was laying almost. So I said, oh, this miskeen, someone please get him a chair. He's injured. Then he's, oh, no, no, sorry. Sorry, I wasn't injured. I was just, right. But I made it like as if I care about him. Right. Because you get more, uh, you get better results with honey. But that's how I do. Imagine now we, from September onwards, we announce this on January 1st. 
what would the culture of such a masjid be like? Right? At that point, your regulars will be cultured. You have made it easy for them to be respectful. You didn't tempt them with a wall, right? You made life easy for them, right? Uh, you made them able to, to be respectful because they have no choice. Take the choice away from people. It's like you can't, I want you to study, but I want to put a nice smartphone right in front of you with all the apps that you got in the world. How about I make life easier for you by taking it away from you? By, by having a bad guy, it makes life easy. When I'm driving, imagine you're driving a sports car. It's so tempting. And I had one time a kind of sports car, a Mustang. I was getting a ticket a month, right? When I went down to a Mazda, wasn't getting any tickets. But so when you have a cop car sitting there, it makes life easier. I don't want to get a ticket. Let me just slow down. I don't have to fight my nefs to slow down. I don't have to discipline. Who's the most disciplined person? The person who doesn't have to be disciplined. The person whose environment disciplines him. Right? We shouldn't have to expend energy on certain basic things. Right? Like, uh, for example, if you got kids who need to study or need to sleep and they got iPads and phones in the room with them, now they got a, there's a tension there. I need to sleep, but I want to check. Why don't I make life easier for you? Every day, you, at a certain hour, you put your stuff in a box. Oh, well, I can go get them from the box. How about this? I put a lock on the box. Now you can totally relax. I'm the bad guy. Call me the bad guy, whatever you want to call it, right? But guess what? You're relaxing because you know that there is absolutely no way to the box, no way to the device. So now I've made your life easier. So the law makes life easier, makes I've said this many times. The law is the beginning of spirituality because it allows for sakina. Okay. The hellfire is the beginning of all spirituality because I have no choice now. If I don't believe in hellfire, now I, I got no choice. So I don't have to have a tension with myself. It's much harder, let's say, do 100 push-ups, do 200 push-ups a day. But if there's no bad thing that's going to happen, now you got to do it yourself. Self-disciplining. Many people, they love the self-discipline, but they got it all wrong, right? It, you're wasting energy. If your environment disciplines you, you're far better. Okay? Military. There's no one in the military who's not disciplined. Did they discipline themselves? No, the environment disciplined them. Okay? So I would love one day to see a Juma, to see a masjid that applied these principles. Right? It's just so radical in the beginning. But let's fast forward after three. Let's, gen, let's say we apply this on January, January, February, March. People kick and scream a few weeks in March. But we've given them four-month uh, runway that this is going to happen. Four months. So you got kicking and screaming for four months. No one's going to kick and scream for something that didn't happen yet. Right? January, a, couple, a little bit of kicking and screaming. What are you kicking and screaming? We've been warning you for four months. Right? For four months, we've been educating you on this, warning you that this is going to happen. No one's going to kick and scream. Now you come. Let's go January, February, March. By March, I guarantee you will have, people will be thanking you. People will be paying attention. People will be learning at Juma. People will be, newcomers will be coming in and saying, what message is this? Everyone here is on the mark. No one's lazy. 
No one looks like a munafik on the munafik row. That's what I call it. Munafik row, right? I'm not saying you're a munafik, but you're on the path of munafik. You're in the habit of munafiks. Because Allah says, like a piece of wood leaning against the wall. Munafik row. In our masjid, we have on the left side from the khutbah vantage point, we got a wall and we got the chairs for the elderly on the other side. So no one leans on the right side and the sisters are in the back. So no one leans in the back. They only lean on the right. Now, if they have the nerve to lean on the Qibla side, then I just tell them, right? I just tell them. Because I can talk to them here. And they'd be more embarrassed. But Munafik Row? No. They, uh, we need to eliminate that. Every Thursday? Munafik Row. Yeah. Yeah. Put, put a sign there and, and send someone to shake their hand. Gradually, you're being a Munafik. You look like a Munafik today. You're attributed like a Munafik. All of you. All of you. Right. But we need to get those Every Thursday night We put the bird spikes Vel- Velcro Or whatever No we just lean them up there The bird spikes <laughs> Yeah never coming off now Okay Ban him completely We got another Different accounts Okay we got different accounts All lovers of Imran Hussein uh, tra- uh, basically spamming, spamming the YouTube channel. Anyway, but that's what I, how I would run Juma. Like yeah. Yep. <laughs> Unbelievable. That Juma would be amazing Juma to attend. Menek Tesla, the Prophet said, Yom al Juma, Westenna. He puts on Thib. Okay. He pre- he performs Sunan and Nawafin. Okay. Here. He puts on his best clothes. Okay. You come with sweatpants? Come. We'll give you zakah. Right? We'll give you zakah. Right? I'm skin. Okay. We give you zakah or we give you an izar, one or the other. He puts on the best clothes. Then he leaves his house. Until he goes to the masjid. And he doesn't step over the necks of people. Because you just sit, you go where you go, you don't go over the necks of people. Okay. Then he prays no effort. That's a proof that it's an effort. Because is a, is a way of saying no evidence okay extra prayers وَأَنْصَطَ then he listens إِذَا خَرَجَ الْإِمَامِ listens كَانَتْ كَفَّارَةٌ it is a kafara لِمَا بَيْنَهَا وَبَيْنَ الْجُمْعَةِ الَّتِي كَانَتْ قَبْلَهَا from Jum'ah to Jum'ah before that it is a forgiveness of their sins okay مَنْ جَاءَ بِالْحَسَنَةِ فَلَهُ عَشْرُ أَمْثَالِهَا what does Abu Huraira says? Qal Abu Huraira Waziyada Thalathatu ayyam Not just Jum'ah to Jum'ah But three more days Jum'ah to Jum'ah Plus Thursday, Wednesday and Tuesday Why? Abu Huraira says Because Allah says Whoever comes with a good deed He gets ten like it So I did a good deed on Jum'ah So that means that day Jum'ah 
and then all the way the previous Jummah and add three more days because it has to be ten days. Okay, that's Abu Huraira's addition there. What's next? Next narration states, "Hadathani Aws ibn Aws al-Thaqafi." قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول من غسل يوم الجمعة يوم الجمعة واغتسل washes takes a ghusl ثم بكر وابتكر then walks right away early to Jum'ah ومشى ولم يركب and walks not rides there's a blessing in walking specifically to Jum'ah of course you would park maybe somewhere and then walk the rest of the way ودنا من الإمام get to the front row of the Imam. And listen, pay attention. And did not talk and can't nullify his Jummah. He has with every step, okay, the good deeds of a year. Immense amount of thawab just to do that, and it's one of the sha'ir not or symbols of Islam. That Friday, you see people walking in the in the in the tajma. It's like a you know everywhere in the jami'ah masjids, every Muslim country. That's like a expected sight every Friday. And this narration from Abu Huraira says, "Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, idha kana yom al-jumati kana ala kulli babin min abwab al-masjid malaika." If it's Friday, every doorway of the masjid has angels. Writing the names of the people in their positions. This one came early by an hour. This one came 30 minutes early. This one 20 minutes early. This one sat in the first row. This one sat in the second row. This one sat in front of, behind the imam. This one sat off to the side. This one went with the munafiqeen. This one... Is barely came before Jummah. This one, that, or the other. Okay. Al awwalu fal awwalu fa idha kharaj al imamu tuyat al suhuf. If the imam says assalamu alaikum, they close the book. No more, no more extra deeds. These are for the extra good deeds of that day. Okay. Wastamau al khutbah. They themselves listen to the khutbah. Okay. The malaika listen. Okay. Not Mahjar. Muhjir, maybe? The one who came early, it's as if he gave a gift of a cow. The budun are the big animals, cows, camels, and cattle. Then the one who came after, it's like a cow. So the badana is even bigger than that, camel. Then cow. Then after that, the livestock of the of the uh, goats or sheep. Then after that, like a ram. Okay. And after that, it's like someone who gave a chicken. Then after that, it's like someone who gave an egg. So take the animals from biggest to smallest. And one who comes right before the khutbah, it's as if he gets... he. Gave a sadaqah or he gets the gift of an egg. So, what do you want to get a gift of a camel or an egg? Okay. I love the people who call, and sometimes you have to have a husnadhan, but they call for the iqama time so that he could come just for the iqama. So, he doesn't want any hasanat, 
it could be Hasna Dhan that he has no choice. He only has 20 minutes, so he can only come for the um, last word of the khutbah and catch the ikhama. If the salah is over, go, move, travel. Go trade, buy, sell, do tijara. Deal with your business. Whereas we're to, to separate ourselves from the Jews, whose Saturday, their day is all work. All ibad and no work. So they said, no. This is amr, fi'al amr, you feed al-ibaha. In usul al-fiqh, right? What, you, what are you laughing at? The attitude of harshness has become widespread and not everyone watching may be good at interpreting sarcasm. This is a public video. Clarify for the masses. Munafiq row? Okay, let me tell you this. The Quran is not harshness. They are the ones being rude. Okay. Uh, the Quran says, here in Surah Al-Jum'ah, the munafiqeen, the hypocrite, is described as like a piece of wood leaning against the wall. Okay, That's the attribute of a hypocrite. Now you come to the masjid to attend Jummah, and that person sits at the back and leans back on the wall like this with the attitude of disinterest okay, and disrespect. Forget Jummah, forget deen, forget akhirah. Respect the human being that's talking. How's that? Maybe that's... What you understand, okay? So, how do you do that? How about facing forward, filling the gap? Pretend to be interested, right? You go to your boss's meeting, you sit like that, right? Where you're going to earn risk, where the place of earning, okay? All right, Surah Al Munafiqeen, sorry, Surah Al Munafiqeen, not Jummah. In this just, I mean, it's in just 28, okay? So, uh, that's the individual then, at that point, who should actually have some respect. Munafiq row, meaning that you have the attribute of hypocrisy. That's the way that they behave. You can't say in your heart you're a hypocrite, of course not. But your behavior is in contradiction to that. Okay? That's all. That's all it is. So, it's not the one who's correcting them. All right? Really, who's who's at fault here? How about the one who initiated the offense? It's not harsh. It's beneficial for them to know that. And uh, by the way, I'm friends with a lot of these guys in the masjid. Not everyone I'm friends with is perfect. I like I'm friendly with a lot of these guys. I tell them, right? What's it like back there? <laughs> Sitting Munafik Row there, right? As oh, I'll, I'll I'll try to remember next time. I say this, I say, I have a lot of friends who do things that we talk against here. I don't expect people to be perfect, right? But also, just because I'm friends with you doesn't mean I'm not going to, I can't, I can't change, you know, what the dean says. I can't change that. Hey, maybe I do some of these things. It's, the first lesson of preaching is that you don't only speak about everything you do. You make the intention to practice everything. If you fall short, you make toba, right? So that's the case of all of us. Yes. So is the issue lack of uh, education or do they know it and then they just uh, get lazy? It's just people, uh, 
I'll, let me put it this way. Every time I go to the mechanic, he scolds me. You're so late for the oil change. Look at this oil, right? It's bad. Every time I go to the dentist, oh, you don't floss. Same lecture. Why? It's not on my radar. Just get it over with and move, let's move on, right? Just change the oil. I don't need a lecture. You're lucky I came in the first place, right? And then what's your, what's your, what are you upset for? It's my car. I ruined it. Teeth. I go to the dentist. Just get it. I'm going with earplugs next time. Okay. Stop. So what is it? The thing is, it's not on the radar. It's just not on the radar. I don't care. As soon as I leave, everything that's happening is backspaced. Okay. Everything that happens is just wiped away. I just do not really care about it. It's the same thing. That's the nature of... You got adults, rational, knowledgeable adults. And when they're in, a, in this sphere of its life, it's not on their radar. That sphere of life for them is not on the radar. So they just don't think about it. By the time you, as soon as you left, they forgot about it. So they repeat the same thing next time. Same thing with me, uh, with cars, right? It, uh, the oil thing, it's just a ha- all car maintenance to me. It's not something that I take any enjoyment in. It's not something I care about at all, right? Just the car runs and moves. That's it. It takes me from point A to point B. So you're going to get the same lecture from the guy every, every, you know, couple months I go. He said, man, you need to bring your car earlier. The oil's bad. How many things can, you, can a person have on the radar? So what I need to tell people is that you only have a limited number of things on your radar. Juma's got to be one of them. Respect of Jamal has got to be one of them, right? So that's the uh, that's the idea here. Mm. All right, where do we stop off? Uh, mm. Say again. Fear Amr. Allah says here: travel in the earth and seek the virtues of Allah, or the 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 benefits, the blessings. That Allah has to offer. Okay? That is a commandment that yields permissibility, not obligation. You don't have to. I can go home and sleep. I can stay in the masjid if I want to. Right? And and do ibad if I want to. Or I can go home and sleep. And not go and travel uh, into the earth and buy and sell or seek anything nice. I don't have to go shopping, buying and selling anything. So that is a command... That yields what? Permissibility, not yields, meaning it like the end result of it is per, the ruling on it is permissibility, not obligation. Hada amrun yufidul ibaha. Okay. And what is the, uh, how do I know that? It's the command after prohibition yields permissibility. A command out of with no context yields obligation or what's the better word for yield you feed implies all right obligation but a command in the quran after a prohibition do not do this but if this happens do it then it's permissible it it is implying permissibility okay so there's always a condition in between that's the condition when the salah juma is over then go out 
Like Prophet Sallallahu said, I had forbidden you from visiting the graves, now visit them. I have permitted you from reading the books of the Jews and Christians, now read them. Is it an obligation to visit graves or to visit, to read the Bible? No, it's permissibility. So when a, prohib- a thing is prohibited, then the Prophet then commands it, or the Quran commands it, that implies permissibility. وَإِذَا حَلَلْتُمْ فَاسْتَادُوا Same thing. If you are in ihram, the op- what is the opposite of ihram? Ihlal. What is ihram in the first place? Ihram is to take on the um, the state of someone for making umrah or hajj. And there are conditions to this ihram. Certain things become permit- forbidden for you to do. That's why it's called ihram. The opposite of now is called ihlal. فَإِذَا حَلَلْتُمْ فَاسْتَادُوا once you remove your ihram, go hunt. This is back in the day where people used to eat by hunting. Okay, Again, a prohibition followed by a command. Do I have to hunt? No. I wonder what the zahiriya would say about this. Obligation of hunting. The zahiris was a madhab that were ultra-literal. Right? See, he says here. If you wish, leave. If you wish, stay until prayer until Asr. وَقِيلَ فَانْتَشِرُ فِي الْأَرْضِ لَيْسَ لِطَلَبِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَكِنْ لِعِيَادَةِ الْمَرِيضِ وَحُضُورِ جَنَازَةٍ وَزِيَارَةِ الْأَخَرِينَ And others said, فَانْتَشِرُ فِي الْأَرْضِ means visiting the sick. Not seeking the dunya, but visiting the sick. Go to janazas. Go visit somebody. And that's why it is a type of sunnah that in terms of practice, not necessarily in terms of Sharia, Shari Sunnah, that families after Jummah would all have their big family meal, all the relatives come together. Or uh, friends go out to lunch together. And even the big shiuch of Sham after Jummah, they used to get together. Right? Big shiuch of Syria, they used to get together after Jummah. And that's the Sunnah that we have too. And we usually go to the nearest restaurant, halal restaurant. And, and we just, it's a good place for the people to get to see each other in an environment that's completely informal and casual and just sit there for an hour eating uh, after Jummah. Yep. وَقَالَ الْحَسَنُ وَسَعِيدِ بِنْ جُبَيْرِ وَمَكْحُولِ وَابْتَغُوا مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Seek the fadl, the bounty of Allah is seeking knowledge. وَذْكُرُوا اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا لَعَلَّكُمْ تُفْلِحُونَ Remember Allah much so that you can um, be successful. One of the uh, keys of success is much dhikrillah. Okay? Much dhikrillah. All right? That's one of the keys of success. وَإِذَا رَأَوْ تِجَارَةً إِلَيْهَا If they see trade or lahu, they went to it. And they left you standing. Now, what is the purpose of this hadith? This is an actual, actual incident that happened at the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Said that uh, was giving a khutbah before it was obligatory, and a caravan came of new trade, new items that were bought from a faraway land. Usually, this they beat the drum. New product has come to the city this was a big deal back in the day at least for them right because people didn't always travel they 
just so we, we can't really imagine this, subhanAllah. Can't really imagine that everything there is to buy is within in one stall area, right? In the old cities. Anything, I, I can't get anything new. I can get something new, but it's predictable. Like the, 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 the list of things that I could possibly potentially purchase 90% of the time, it's all in those set of stalls. So this concept for us is that we buy stuff literally daily. Any new little thing, replenishing, right? Uh, something broke, just buy it again. It's a different way of living. Okay? It's a different way of living. And for them, when a new group came, a caravan came with new things from a faraway land, first, you may not even know what the stuff is. Like they may have invented something in Persia that you never even heard of. Never seen it. There may be types of raisins or whatever dry goods that they could travel with that you never have even tasted before or knew existed. So beat the drum when they come into the city and they sell right out if your stuff is good. So immediately you got to beat the other people to the sale, to the purchase, I mean. So this happened while the Prophet was giving a speech early on in Medina. And the Muslims, they were um, new, regular people. Not everyone in Medina at the time was like a type of dyed-in-the-wool, you know, like they're sometimes regular people, good-hearted people, believe in the Prophet, but a caravan came. I'm going to go check it out, right? And they all did, except for 12, okay? They all went. All right, we're listening to the Prophet. He didn't say it's not obligatory, right? So they left. That's what's mentioned in the, in the, in the ayah here. And that's what afterwards, later on, the uh, Jum'ah became obligatory. Okay. They left you talking. So on Jabir ibn Abdullah, قَالَ أَقْبَلَتْ عِيرٌ يَوْمَ الْجُمْعَةِ وَنَحْنُ مَعَ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَثَّارَ النَّاسُ إِلَّا إِثْنَيْ عَشَرَ رَجُلًا فَأَنزَلَ اللَّهُ إِذَا رَأُوا تِجَارَةً أُرَلَوْنَ فَضُوا إِلَيْهَا Okay, so Jabir ibn Abdullah is the one who narrates this. Twelve state. وَيُحْتَجُّ بِهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ مَنْ يَرَى الْجُمْعَةِ بِثْنَيْ عَشَرَ رَجُلًا Specifically the Malikiyah. They made, they, their evidence that Jum'ah is prayed by twelve people minimum is based upon this. Because the minimum that we can pray with is the minimum that the Prophet prayed with. Right? Because the usul in the Maliki school, we only pray the way the Prophet prayed. We're not going to use analogy or anything else or our estimation of things. So it's 12. <clears throat> okay. But the author is a Shafi'i and he refutes this evidence. And he says, And the he said that number one, it was not. There's no proof that it was Juma, so that we can use that as a number. There's no proof that it was Juma. It was just a speech, right? That's one thing. So he says. So the Shafi'iyah do not use that as evidence. Okay. وقال ابن عباس في رواية الكلب ابن عباس لم يبقى في المسجد إلا ثمانية ثمانية رهط. Ibn Abbas says there were only eight people. 
حسن وأبو مالك ساز أصاب أهل المدينة جوع وغلاء وغلاء سعر Here he tells you why is it that these Muslims Sahaba left the Prophet ﷺ standing Al-Hasan and Abu Malik said it was a time of drought and all the prices went up This is not a regular time It was a bad time Time that we had needs So فَقَدِمَ دِحْيَا إِبْنَ خَلِيفَ الْكَلْبِ Dihya al-Kalbi came and he had bought a lot of things from Syria, including something they needed a lot, which is oil, okay, olive oil. Well, the Prophet ﷺ was that time giving a Jummah khutbah. When the, all the people, فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهُ قَامُوا إِلَيْهِ بِالْبَقِيعِ خَشَوْا أَنْ يَسْبِقُوا إِلَيْهِ فَلَمْ يَبْقَ مَعَ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ إِلَّا رَهْتٌ مِّنْهُمْ أَبُوْ بَكْرُ وَعُمَرُ فَنَزَلَتْ هَذِي الْآيَةِ The people became worried that the goods would go. And they needed the goods and they were in a drought. So that's why again we said husn. Husn al-dhan is a practice. You got to try to have to do it. And that's why, for example, when someone calls and says, I need to know when the iqama is, you're going to estimate that the guy may have only 30 minutes of a lunch break so he needs to just catch the ikama and pray I wish to tell him you could, we could establish a jummah for you another one for you after work in the summertime because we're allowed to pray all the way to maghrib into asr's time jummah likewise these sahaba they left the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam out of no malice out of no heedlessness he says here they had a need prices were through the roof there was a drought the rain wasn't as good the irrigation wasn't as good that year we needed the things for our family. So that's why they left the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay. So what did the Prophet Sallallahu say? He said, By the one in whose soul is Muhammad's hands, if all of you, the remaining eight or the remaining twelve, had left and left your Prophet standing to talk by himself, you would have been followed by a stream of fire. Okay. Nothing would have left this valley except a stream of fire would have swallowed it up. He's simply informing them of okay, the result of when a people leave their prophets standing like that. Not that there are certain things with the prophets that are attached. Okay. They're attached to, to the harm of a prophet. For example, the Prophet said, No people spill the blood of their prophet except that punishment reaches them hence when the prophet was cut in battle of uhud he tried to catch the blood so that it would not technically spill right so that it, once the drop touches the ground that people they've got punishment coming to them sins you have to look at it as sins are it's attached to every sin is a bad thing happening punishment it's attached to it and you could break the attachment by Toba, perhaps, but in the matter of prophets, it's more so because that's the right of that prophet was offended and Allah takes it up. Okay. And if a prophet is allowed to get offended and you get away with it, what message is sent to the people? Okay. So you offend a prophet, he's not going to go on living normally. Either you make Toba or you're going to taste some punishment. Okay. So that people know not to mess with this with the prophets 
Alright. وَقَالَ مُقَاتِلٌ بَيْنَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَخْتُبُ يَوْمَ الْجُمْعَةِ الْقَادِمَةِ دِحِيَ بْنَ خَلِيفَةَ الْكَلْبِ دِحِيَ بْنَ الْكَلْبِ Remember, he has another خصوصية specific aspect to him. What is the specific aspect to him? Jibreel عليه السلام used to come in his form. When Sayyidina Jibreel used to come in the form of a human being, he took the form of دِحِيَ الْكَلْبِ So دِحِيَ الْكَلْبِ came from Syria with all this trade. Okay. At that time, Medina was suffering. Okay. Not the crop growth that they expected. So they people needed wheat. They needed barley. They needed all these necessities. They needed olive oil. And he came with all these things. Okay. And they came, beating the drums to announce to the people that there is a... Um, a caravan coming with new goods and that's why trade was made forbidden at this hour you distracted the people from the khutbah but at that time it wasn't fard so they could do it okay and that's the day that it happens there's another thing Dihil Kalbi had not become a Muslim yet what's his business with Jummah right he doesn't know or care we don't expect a Muslim non-believer to care about the Sharia of Muslims, right? So he didn't, he didn't care. And he, or maybe he didn't even know. Okay. It took the bulk, like when the Prophet had arrived, around 70 people had become Muslim. Uh, sorry, 70% of Medina had become Muslim. Within the rest of the six months, everyone had become Muslim. Okay. So it was a, there, when the Prophet arrived, there was a, a little bit left of the people who had not entered uh, Islam and they became Muslim after that. Okay. Within that half a year. Alright. Because Lem is Harfajasm. Twelve people remained. Again, repetition of twelve as the number. Because the Prophet said, Kem fil masjid? How many stayed in the mosque? Twelve men and women. If it's not for you, the city would be rained by, pelted by fire from the sky, meaning coals coming down upon them. Why did the Prophet say these things when he is the Prophet of mercy, but he's also the Prophet of truth? And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has attached the offense of every Prophet with a grave sin, a grave punishment. So is it correct not to say that? You have to say it, right? And the Prophet said many such punishments in general to keep people away from sins. Like a group of people one time, they used to stare up at the birds and the trees while praying. Again, they were new Muslims. They may have not known, right? And they didn't know how to pray. So the Prophet said, when someone prays, you look down. You don't look in the sky. And the Prophet sees them doing it again. Again, we said, why do adults, forget children, we know that. Why would adults repeat the same mistake? It's not in his mind. That's it. Because here, every one of us is in a constant repetition of a stupid thing. Not taking care of your car oil. Not flossing. What else you want? Not eating healthy. Whatever it is, right? Every single one of us has something that has a very simple solution. 
but we keep making the mistake. Okay. How many people wake up every night and say, I couldn't breathe clearly. Solution's easy. Get a humidifier, right? (laughs) Open a window. Like the solutions are easy, but we still complain of the same things or make the same mistakes. It's because it's just the why is not there. It's not something that you you care about. Uh, And that's why people behave that way. Adults, let alone kids. So here, the Prophet saw these people. They did it again. So the Prophet said it again. The Prophet got up at Jummah this time. What about certain people? When they pray, they look around up in the sky. Still, they did it. Finally, the Prophet got up on the Jummah. And he says, whosoever looks up to the sky while praying, you know, looking around like this, while praying, you will go blind. Oh, now I don't want to go blind. Now everyone running, telling you're going to go blind. You're going to go blind. You're going to go blind. This is a punishment from Allah. You're going to go blind. Of course, there is not a single record of a person going blind from this, nor is it a, like a type of aqidah even that you would actually go blind. Rather, what it is is takhwif. It's an extremely harsh statement because you can't get it out of your memory now. Now I'm totally, I'm aware now. Okay? Now I'm totally with it. All right? Because the theoretical things, the advice, those things didn't work. And it doesn't work for those who are not paying attention. Only the extremes work for those who are not paying attention. People are not, not everyone in the message is paying attention. So only an extreme will get him to realize this is serious, right? Likewise, the Prophet said, and he, it's like he leaked a plan so that it could go as a rumor, right? Which rumor was true. He said, I am thinking to burn the homes of all those people who live near the masjid and still pray at home for Fajr. Oh, where is the, isn't he the prophet of mercy? And not the kuffar of Quraysh did far worse and he forgave them all. What is it? Here the prophet said, he had said many times, if you are in the area, pray in the masjid, right? Yet, for those who are not paying attention, what's the only way to get them going? To pay attention, okay? To uh, something extreme and harsh, visual. My heart's going to burn down. One group, hearts are going to burn down. One group, going to go blind, right? They're worried about this. The prophet is saying this. He's saying it's going to happen. That's how he gets their attention, okay? And the problem is, this is why the automat they really didn't dislike people reading hadith books without a sheikh. Because if you, if that's what you read, you'll be very scared of your prophet. But when you know the prophet, you know exactly he's getting their attention. That's it. When you knew, when you read all of the attributes of the Prophet you realize the last thing the Prophet would ever do is harm another woman. How about this? A woman was, a, a boy was, a youth was sick, a young man. He was a young man. He was not old, not out of his house yet, but he was neither a child either. Got sick, and dying. Prophet said, went with the Sahaba to visit him. They said, Allah, his sickness is we're going to kill him. So he brought the mother and he said, make du'a for your son for he's about to die. She said, no, I'm not making any du'a for him. He's a bad son. The Prophet said, said, make du'a for him because if he dies while you're angry with him, he goes to Jahannam. Right? The law has put the 
the, the, the thumbs up, thumbs down of paradise. Like the Caesars were the first people to do this, right? In the gladiator wars. Well, Allah has given that power to the parents. The mother with three times the power than the father. But power, both of them. You cannot die with either parents upset with you. Okay. And before they possibly, a son enters Jannah, he only enters with his mother's permission and his father's permission. Okay. So then the Prophet ﷺ said, he will enter Jahannam. She said, don't let him enter Jahannam. He said, okay. Then I will burn him here so that he doesn't burn there. I have to do him a favor, right? Because he's going to burn eternally or for a very long time because he's still a Muslim, so he'll come out eventually. But he'll burn for a very long time. But if we burn him here, he'll only burn for about half hour and die, maybe less than that. So which one's better? To burn here. So the Prophet said, okay, go get the wood. The mother's looking. Brother went and got some wood. Uh, Sahabi went and got some wood. And the Prophet said, okay, light, light it. The mother's like, no, no, this is not really happening. No, light it. Light the fire. They lit the, they lit the, fir, the, the fire. They said, okay, bring him. Then the mother starts screaming, right? Because Jahannam, apparently, to her mind, in her mind, was an abstraction far off, right? The fire here, she sees it. So the prophet initiates a reaction from people through those extremes that he never has any plan to do at all, right? But it's to get the attention. How many parents, some people, some adults, in certain facets, let me say this again, in certain facets of life are children, Right? You can be a brain surgeon, but when it comes to taking care of, let's say, let's say the plumbing in your house, you're a child. You don't pay attention. You refuse to learn. You're a child in that, right? Only an extreme will get you to pay attention. So likewise, didn't all mothers, they say stuff to their kids, right? I heard one time a mother, a kid was acting up, and he said to the mother, the mother says to the kid, if you don't behave, I'm going to turn this plane right around, right? <laughs> like absurdities like that, right? So you have to wait. It's ways to get attention and people should not confuse these things with the actual behavior, right, of the person. How are we doing on time? 2.40. All right, we got to start now shifting over to our Q&A. How is our Q&A? Um, is there stuff... Happening in our Q and A. Yes. Suhaib Suhaib. Oh yeah, yeah. That he was here yesterday. Suhaib. Yeah. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala give her Jannah al Firdaus Hisab. May Allah Subhanahu wa Taala enter her into paradise and make her life in the grave a branch of the branches of paradise or a garden from the gardens of paradise. Uh, and may Allah Ta'ala give all of her family sabr. All right, let's go to the comments section here. Oh, looks like we got some juicy comments here. All right. Wow, a lot of talk in the comments section. Um, Hupu dislikes the harshness. It's not real harshness, though. You got to understand that. All right. The question, uh, it was an older question, but um, someone asked when to become live. So, one to three, time. Monday through Thursday, one to three p.m. Yep. Okay. 
What's that? When are you going to come to Dallas or something? Dallas. I, I, to be honest with you all, I can't travel for a while. I have too many things going on here. You know, I have too many things um, going on here, unfortunately, in general life. I won't be, probably won't be traveling for a while. But if things change, then maybe. Do we know the names of the men who stayed? Yes, we do. They're in the books. The Sahaba who stayed, their names are in the books. Nope. Okay. What else we got? Any th- what's from Instagram? fasting 9 and 10 or only or can you do 10 and 11 you can do 9 or 10 or 10 and 11 that's how Shura will be fasting this inshallah this for us our, we'll, we can fast Thursday and Friday and we will have a small iftar in the masjid Thursday like just some samosas and then have our prof- night of prof- uh, remembrance of the Prophet them. and then Friday we have a talk on Ashura and Karbala which we will do that here on Thursday and then we will have a big iftar, like a full iftar, community iftar. So Thursday, if you fast Thursday, we'll break our fast. We'll take it 15, 20 minutes to break our fast. And then we'll have, uh, we'll have the um, night of remembrance of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Flossing can lodge good remnants farther into the gums. I'll tell that to the doctor next time. Hey, why did you floss? Oh, because uh, I heard that it makes things worse. Okay. Instagram. Instagram. Let's see it. All right. You maintain the cleanliness and clearness of the heart, uh, basically maintaining your iman. Well, cleanliness of the heart can be different from iman. A person have a lot of iman, but also a lot of bad feelings towards people. So their iman, their perception will be incomplete. Their ma'rifah of Allah is incomplete. Because once you view the people as Allah's creation and Allah's manifesting his will towards you. For example, if someone tells you you do something bad, instead of saying that person is offending me, you should say, why has Allah made them speak, say that to you? Right? It's to remind you of something. So forget the uh, part that you're offended from. Just leave that aside. And forget who it came from. Think to yourself, Allah made them speak for me to get a message. The faster I get that, and humble myself the faster this problem is going to is going to go away because you you got the message don't blame the messenger whom Allah chose to deliver to you your flaws so take it like that and that's one of the ways to maintain a clean heart is not viewing people as themselves just view them as a messenger from Allah to you how effective is the dua of a mother to her daughter who has gone off the straight path not every dua from a parent is accepted just like we, I'm teaching the teens on rights of parents, not every thing with the parents is obedience. 
There is a time to obey the parents. There's a time to disobey the parents. You disobey the parents if they obstruct you from an obligation. You disobey them. You also, you may disobey the parent when they stop you from benefiting yourself. Or, in other words, when they harm you. Don't eat. Parent says, don't eat. That's harm. I don't have to obey you. Don't get married. No. That's harm. Right? You're stifling my natural life course of life. Don't travel for work. I have to travel for work. There's no job here. I have to leave. You have to go. You're allowed to disobey your parents at certain times. You're, you must obey your parents at certain times. Likewise, the dua of the mother has weight. There are exceptions. Okay, there are exceptions. A woman makes dua on her son because he has begun to pray five times a day. Is that dua valid? Of course not. That, it's actually flipped. He gets the opposite of it. Benefits. Okay. Uh, what was the end result of the man? The Sahabi. The woman forgave him. Uh, the, the mother forgave him. Uga Panda says, Do I have an MBS? Muhammad bin Salman. I have no comment on Muhammad bin Salman. Well, he's a king. May Allah make him righteous. And if Allah makes him righteous, then may Allah increase his monarchy. How's that? We're already being watched. I'm not interested in getting locked out of Umrah. And that, it's, it's a valid dua, right? It's valid. Okay. I want to come to Dallas and Houston and Atlanta, but the issue is that it may wait maybe some more time before we travel again. Are you going uh, on, by air, though, if you go? Or, uh, yeah. No, I wouldn't drive. Yeah. After retirement, we drive. Yeah. Take a big bus. bus. Yeah. Bus. Yeah. Bus. You had answered. You had answered a question before about how one can trust their intuition. The cleaner our heart is, the more the intuition will be correct. I'm struggling from abstaining from sins. Well, we all are struggling, and the key is to make toba. Okay, and the key is to try to put yourself in an environment. Someone was saying here, you cannot talk as if we're in a bubble and not, you know, dealing with people who have major problems in life. That's true, but you have to understand something. Someone who's an imam is physically his body's in the masjid, but you see far more things and you have a greater perspective than a regular person. Regular person, you will not get the questions we get. You will not see the types of people we see. You will not see the types of situations. When I see types of people, I mean the situations that are bizarre. The people that will come and admit to you, which they don't have to, and they shouldn't even, but they will tell you directly, this is what I'm struggling with. This is my sin that I'm struggling with, right? Um, I'll tell you what you, what imams, that life of the masjid and the imam, I'll tell you where it's actually skewed and not good, is that you're actually probably not the best reference for people, about people. I want to marry so-and-so. What do you think? I don't know. Everyone who comes to the masjid looks humble to me, right? <laughs> Everyone's coming to the masjid is respectful. Everyone coming to the masjid is on their best behavior, right? Like, I don't... So that's actually probably one thing I realize is that we're probably not the best judge of actually how someone is. Because when they're here, they're the best, right? So it's actually like you have a very good opinion of everybody. Oh, the Monafic Row is something else, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, Monafic Gross. So you, it's a dead giveaway, like that guy said. Dead giveaway. You remember that? Oh yeah. You remember that? That little that meme? yeah. Dead giveaway. Dead giveaway, right? <laughs> 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 that guy was hilarious. Everyone after him and after, um, ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime an incident happened and a person tried to get on camera, they tried to be a celebrity, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, that lady was the best. She's like, she's the legend. You know that she actually did really well in her life and made a barbecue sauce? Really? Because ain't nobody got time for that barbecue sauce, right? Or something like, um, oh, no, no, no. It's called Lord Jesus, it's a fire barbecue sauce. Because that's what she said, right? That's one of the things she said. So she gets, she got an agent. She wants shows. She was on Good Morning America. She was on all these shows, and then she made a barbecue sauce because she said, uh, I thought it was a barbecue. Then I said, realize, Lord Jesus, it's a fire, right? So she, <laughs> the, she's the legend of all local TV news interviews. She's the GOAT, okay? And then he's, I would say he's number two, dead giveaway. The MBS thing was, had nothing to do with MBS. Oh, what does he mean by that? Medical thing. What is it? The MBS is like a, it's like a degree, I think, right? Ma a master's in... Something like what? that. What? Uh, in science? He was saying MBS. Uh, not like oh, master's in business? I think MBA. MBA, yeah. I don't, I've heard of MBA. So, Hassan Ahmed, while we get to the bottom of what an MBS is, listen, your environment. Try to change your environment. Okay? Yeah, like MBA, MS. Like. Bachelor's of Science... Bachelors of the Arts, MS, Masters, MBA, Masters of Business Administration. So maybe it was a typo after all that. So Hassan Ahmed, it's the environment, right? It's the environment. Okay, what does it mean? Al-Badru dunak fi husn wa fi sharafin wal-Bahru dunak fi khairin wa fi karami. It means the moon is less than you in beauty and glory. The ocean is less than you in goodness and in generosity. Beautiful line from Al Busiri. Okay. What time to perfume and ghusl in Tandium al Jum'ah? The ghusl can be any time as long as you don't get sweaty afterwards or dirty. And Latib is for the men before they go, right before you go. So people benefit from it. Uh, masters of Business and Science. Mm, no, I don't have any of that. If you see someone in a dream, is their spirit visiting? Yes, especially if they're dead. Because the dead do not say accept the truth. Because Ahmed is cut. There's no lying from the dead. If a dead person comes to you in a dream, he tells you the truth. Yep. Chocolate Walla says, we'll bring briskets and ribs. Because I heard you guys have a lot of halal steakhouses down there. We don't have a lot here because they don't succeed. Because um, there, no one goes to a steakhouse without khamr. So the steakhouses in non-Muslim territories, they fail. They, you need to have khamr as a business to keep it going. So they just don't do it. That's why most Muslim restaurants here are like fast foody stuff. The really fancy restaurants, the non-Muslim will expect to have khamr there. So if you're saying no khamr and don't bring your own bottle, then they fail. But if it's an all-Muslim area, then all those high-end restaurants can succeed.
listen to this interesting thing. I saw an interview with a U.S. child protection agent. He said he was partly chosen because he was a man of faith, which he would need to deal with the darkness of the job. Faith gives you resilience. That's true. Can we listen to khutbah while eating at the restaurant? Um, like from outside? Wait a second. Not Juma. If you are obligated to attend Juma, you cannot eat while attending Juma. You have to sit at the end of where the last row is. You cannot attend Juma from a long distance, even if the mic reaches you. You have to go up and where the row ends, that's where you sit, and you cannot speak, eat, or drink, or, or do anything else. That is a distraction from Juma. Uh, there's a question that everyone's like saying to answer. Yeah, what is it? Okay, what is it? She asked a question. If husband and wife are converts, civil marriage, and he leaves Islam and wife, when does her idda period start? The day he left or the day the legal divorce is final? No, the day that he pronounces divorce or signs the divorce paper. Or utters any divorce. That's when the idda starts. So signing divorce paper counts as a shara'i divorce. Right? Because you know what you're signing. If he agrees in a text message that he will divorce her, okay, it start, it counts, okay. If he texts it, if he says it, if he tells somebody else, okay, all of that affects divorce. It's very easy to affect divorce. Getting married has some other conditions, but affecting divorce is easier. Time check. Someone sinful if he goes out of the country in spite of parents' wishes only for earning more money. They would be sinful if the parent need them, told him not to leave, and he has opportunities at, at home. If he has no opportunities at home and they want him to stay, then it's sinful. If he has... Wait, what did I say? Let me say it again. If he has opportunities at home and they want him to stay, it's sinful. If he has opportunities at home and they need him to stay... He's very sinful. There is levels of sinfulness too. But if he has no opportunities at home, he should go to the next nearest city over, right? And so on and so forth until he fulfills his need. But they can't stop him if that's his only way of earning. Okay. Another question uh, they're saying to answer. Uh, yeah. One of the sisters is saying, Maliki Click did a live regarding a brother converting to Islam. He was a priest involved in black magic. Can Sifina have him here on this platform? Yeah, tell me his name. We'll interview him. Yeah, uh, if you could just send his name, uh, we'll try to see if we can. Yeah, I still have to get Hassan Shami too, but haven't gotten him yet. Yesterday, you mentioned the Prophet Sallallahu being alive in the grave. Aren't we all? Yes, but there's different levels of life, just like there's different levels of life here. Is the Prophet's perception of life and a perception of Allah in here in the dunya greater than ours? Yes. Likewise, his is greater than ours in the akhirah as well. Revert question, what's the hikmah and why are only men obligated for Jum'ah? For takhfif for women, to make matters easier for women because they may have reasons to stay home. The place back in the day, remember, may not have been safe. Travel may have been, or going to Jum'ah may be busy, crowded. Little streets crowding the way to Jum'ah. So to make matters easier, it's takhfif. Something amazing on being a good to your mom. Sayyidina Musa made dua against Fir'aun, but it was accepted after some 70 years because Fir'aun was very good to his mother. Once she died, Musa's dua hit him. Okay, so I didn't know this, but it's very interesting. So, 
How did Shaitan lure Sayyidina Adam and Hawa to eat from the forbidden tree? Wasn't he expelled? Yes, but he snuck in. He snuck in. By the will of Allah, of course. Can you please discuss the rights of children? It's not discussed enough. Okay, we have to. We will do that. Inshallah. It's all of a sudden came down. I don't know if you guys heard the thunder. Can you disobey the parent when they don't want you to go to the masjid? If it's for a fard, yes. If it's for a sunnah mu'akkada, such as istisqa or khusuf or eid, yes. Kusuf, solar. Lunar is prayed at home. If it's for nafila, then you cannot disobey them for that. Heard someone say that in the akhirah, while we have no need for intellect, is this why the soul is not directly linked to the intellect? We still will have our intellects with us in the afterlife. We just won't have to solve problems. right? But we still have aql in the intellect, uh, in the akhirah. That statement that the soul isn't connected to the intellect, like... What do you think about that, though? Cause I don't even know if that's true. Because I've heard, like, uh, we were doing mantiq and, uh, like, from the salaf specifically, yeah. there's, like, one of Imam Malik's statements. One of the few uh, statements on the aql is, I forget the Arabic, but uh, he said uh, that the aql is in the heart. That's the mahal. It's manifested by the brain. Yeah. We, Sayyidina Omar had asked the Prophet, so I said, when we go to the after, is our souls with, our intellects with us? The Prophet said, yes. Ar-ruh and aql. Is, is attached Like today it's One of the same One of the modern things Is like the brain is where Your intellect is Yeah yeah Which is like It's manifested there right That's what like Yeah It could be man- It could be manifested there But it's Ruh wal aql Is yeah. When you go to the Afterlife You have them both Like we say uh, Insan is Haywan natif Yeah But like What about someone Who's brain dead right All like, of a sudden he's mastur, not But like That's true It's mastur But he at has At the same it. time He still has his ruh It's a very so good So you can't p- say He's not He's not natif In that yeah. sense uh, or a baby Yeah It hasn't grown yet Intellect hasn't grown yet Right So he, he, he has it all But it hasn't manifested So how about A child who's born With a mental disorder Yeah On the Yom Al-Qiyamah He'll come as he is no, uh, Sorry uh, As a full-fledged Healthy human Right In this life It was blocked Or damaged Or a child Not yet grown Not yet manifested Like that The common factor is the roof Like the ruh is a common factor. Yeah. I heard some sheikhs say you should get divorced. No questions. Ask if the mom tells you because marriage isn't what. No, 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 no. That's harm. To, uh, Imam Al Turtushi said to sell the parent, "Your great right does not take away from my little right. I have the right. I have rights, and it's not only rights. I have obligations." Not going to lie, says Fatima King, my community, in my community, women are shunned heavily for being active and wanting to stay in shape. Mm, I think it's a great thing to be healthy and be in shape because it's better for your mind, it's better for your heart. Okay. Okay. What would you say about two practicing women, both students of Dean, who were intimate during days of ignorance, and, but now they just live together? If they didn't do their sin, they didn't commit sins with each other. No, no difference than two guys used to go to a bar together. Then Allah guided them and they stopped drinking together. Right? So, if they're tempted to return to that sin with each other, they should, out of recommendation, keep a distance. Okay? 
If a husband and wife are converts, civil marriage. We answered this one. All right, we have to go. We must go, unfortunately. What's the latest to make also for Juma, even if you don't go to the masjid anytime before Maghrib? Still be Juma. Alexander Solvenitsin, I think his name is. Okay. All right. Question. No actual question about that. Ibrahim says, is it permissible to hang pictures inside the house? Um, we don't really do that, but you could have something low in a frame that it's low or in a book. But to hang them up in a high area, it's not the way really something that a lot of Muslims do in, as a general practice in the ummah. Okay. What's that? Maliki fiqh uh, tonight. Yeah, fiqh, my Maliki fiqh class tonight, 7 o'clock. Yeah. We're moving quick, by the way. What are you guys covering? Huh? What are you guys We're, uh, well, we finished that. We're on Ibn Ashran now. My, oh, my Maliki fiqh class on Arcview. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately. Unfortunately. We have to wrap up. Okay. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta. Nastaghfiruk wa natubu ilayk wal asr. Inna al-insana lafi khusr. Illa al-ladhina amanu wa aminu al-salihat. Wa tawasaw bil-haq. Wa tawasaw bil-sabr. Jazakumullah khairan everyone. Wassalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Oh, baby,